Can I get a drum roll, please? Because this is big. It's time for the Xfinity Best Deal of the Year. We're talking huge savings. And ask about even more savings when you add Xfinity Mobile. Okay, that's it. Now you can hit the... There we go. That's simple, easy, awesome. Hurry, our best deal of the year won't last long. To learn more, click, call, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Good morning, friends, and welcome to a long overdue episode of Stoop Time. My name is Ian, and I'm coming at you live from inside the Sleeman Center here in Guelph. So if you hear any background noise, stick tapping, coaches yelling, players falling to the ice, it is the first uh, day of a new season of Stanley Stick Hockey, and I'm here with our oldest son, he's just turned eight years old. He's playing for Stel uh, Telco Steel something. And he chose number eight, which uh, brought joy to my heart since my favorite player growing up was none other than Cam Neely, who of course wore number eight. Speaking of the Bruins, they played the first NHL preseason game in the wee hours of this morning over in China and uh, a huge amount of respect to anyone who stayed up to watch a preseason hockey game that began at 2.30 a.m. Eastern Time. I was not one of those people. I still have yet to renew my NHL Game Center package but uh, I wish I did because they iced a pretty exciting young lineup, and I'm excited to see what those kids can do as I watch these grade threes and fours on the ice right now in front of me. I wonder if any of them will make it that far. So far, um, doesn't look like it, but you know, we'll see. So, what is new? Um, I guess I'll start with. I don't think I mentioned it on the last podcast. I did mention that I'd be covering some Storm games here this year. And I think since then, uh, it's become official that uh, I've been added to the team at Fear the Fin, which is the SB Nation blog for the San Jose Sharks. And um, I'm going to be contributing a weekly column there called Storm Watch. And it'll be focusing on... Uh, San Jose's first round pick in the 2018 draft, uh, defenseman Ryan Merkley, who just so happens to play for the Storm. Uh, so I'm excited to be able to come here, uh, sit in the press box from time to time, uh, try to chat with, uh, with Merkley and other uh, players on the team. Um, Guelph Storm should be uh, pretty decent this year. They have a chance to I wouldn't call them contenders per se, but uh, pending any trades mid-season to add some experience, especially on the blue line. But they have some exciting players, including Merkley, uh, Isaac Ratcliffe, who uh, is a Flyers prospect, Cam Hillis, who is a uh, was just picked by Montreal, and uh, a couple other guys as well. Uh, a couple of Russian kids, uh, Torchenko and Samurukov, I believe his name is. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to be able to come to the rink to cover games like that. Uh, it's 
something that I wasn't able to do in my previous job. And uh, even though it's not a large scale, uh, OHL is still pretty great. And uh, I'm excited to uh, yeah, take on that task. So I have a couple of posts up at Fear the Fin already, fearthefin.com. And uh, yeah, check those out. I'll be contributing, I think every Tuesday it'll be going up. So um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, do, to doing that. I'll also be uh, writing the odd post on my own blog, which is uh, encmclaren.com. Uh, so uh, yeah, maybe do some Bruins writing there or other stuff that comes up. Uh, but speaking of hockey, this is a semi-hockey podcast. Uh, there's a few big stories this past week that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. First of which being the Eric Carlson trade from the Ottawa Senators to those same San Jose Sharks. Uh, when I first heard that Carlson was going to San Jose, I was a bit uh, concerned that um, Merkley would be coming back in the package since he is a first-round pick. Uh, he's a highly rated uh, defensive prospect. I believe Corey Pronman from The Athletic had him uh, 28th on his list of the top 100 prospects going into this season and the sixth ranked uh, defenseman. So, you know, figuring Ottawa's giving up a franchise defenseman and they don't have a first round pick in 2019, it would have made sense for Ottawa to target uh, a 2018 first round pick who could step into that uh, high end defensive uh, role in the future. Um, but I believe there was a report out there that uh, Carlson wasn't immediately willing to commit long-term to the Sharks, which may have uh, reduced the scale of the return package, which uh, by all accounts is pretty underwhelming. Uh, so that would explain perhaps why Merkley wasn't involved. But uh, yeah, Eric Carlson is a San Jose Shark and the Ottawa Senators are kind of left uh, in a bit of a a bit of a sad state, and it's it's really unfortunate they haven't been this uh, lowly in, in quite a while. Um, some of you may know I grew up in Ottawa, and I remember where I was when uh, it was announced that the Ottawa Senators or Ottawa, sorry, the city of Ottawa had been awarded an NHL expansion franchise. I was at the Walter Baker Center in Barhaven. Uh, I think I just gone to the library, as I was wont to do quite often as a youngster, because I was so cool. And uh, just outside the snack bar, overlooking the pool, and uh, a radio news flash came on, CFRA 580 in Ottawa, and said that Ottawa and Tampa Bay had been awarded uh, expansion franchises. Um, now, the early years, the team was terrible, like historically awful, and they played in the Civic Center, which is where the Ottawa 67s of the OHL play right now, and uh, terrible arena. Uh, I remember going there, the first time I saw the Stanley Cup was at a, a Senators Fan Fest, uh, and a guy from our church took me to that, and I, I got to see the Cup. I did go to a game, a couple games at the Civic Center, and I even saw the Senators beat the Penguins. Uh, but that was when Lemieux and Yager were both out of the lineup, so 
still a bit of a feat, but not really. You know, but slowly and surely the team got better and they, and they really built it the right way. And then Carlson was kind of the second wave of that. Almost was able to bring the team to the the Stanley Cup final a couple of years ago and had a good uh, argument to be the Conn Smythe winner even if when they lost in the in the Eastern Conference final game seven double overtime to Pittsburgh. Uh, he was just I remember that series against Boston he was just it seemed every time he stepped on the ice he was creating a goal that famous uh, flip pass to Mike Hoffman which now seems like a distant memory considering what's going on with uh, Hoffman and Carlson and their significant others but uh, yeah now Ottawa is kind of back in that expansion era rebuilding mess uh, they still have some good players on the roster like Matt Duchesne, Mark Stone, Craig Anderson uh, but who knows if uh, they'll be sticking around for too long, um, so it's uh, it's uh, unfortunate, and especially I just don't understand at all them uh, touting a rebuild right now when they don't have a first round pick. It would have made more sense to me, you know. Even if they don't want to sign Carlson long term, they don't want to give him that money. Fine, but it would have made sense to me to try to remain competitive this season to at least not risk or lower the risk of giving up a top five pick to Colorado at the end of the year. But you know, they're deciding to go with this rebuild and they're really selling it hard and they could be one of the worst teams in the NHL and could very well give up their uh, draft pick to Colorado, which could be the first pick and it could be Jack Hughes, which would be just disastrous. So unless they can, no, there's no way that Colorado would trade that pick back. So yeah, who knows? It's a sad day for Ottawa. Eric Carlson seemed like a guy that uh, wanted to stay in Ottawa and should have stayed in Ottawa for the entirety of his career, but he's a shark for this season. Uh, he'll play with Brent Burns. Like, uh, that's just a ridiculous, uh, I don't know if they'll play together, but even just the thought of them on the power play together is nuts. Uh, so, yeah, San Jose is going for it, and we'll see if it pays off this year and whether he stays. My, my feeling is that he'll play out the year and then kind of test the market. If he likes it in San Jose, maybe he'll stick around. Uh, for me, selfishly, I hope it does pay off this year because I definitely want to see Joe Thornton get a Stanley Cup. Uh, after another awful trade made with the San Jose Sharks and my Boston Bruins back in the day. Um, so yeah, the other big news was Max Pacioretty uh, being traded from Montreal to Vegas, another Atlantic Division captain. Um, and he was traded for uh, Thomas Tatar and prospect Nick Suzuki, who I saw here last year with uh, Owen Sound, and he was by far the best player on the ice. I think they definitely got a winner there. And again, just comparing it to the package that Ottawa received, the fact that Pacioretty signed an extension with Montre or with Vegas sorry, uh, a few days after the trade, 
the fact that uh, Vegas likely had some assurance that he would do that kind of up to the, the price there. Uh, I think there was a pick involved. I can't remember exactly what it was. But, um, so yeah, great trade for Montreal, really, considering uh, everybody knew the situation there that he didn't really want to come back. And uh, Vegas, you know, speaking of it, Ottawa as an expansion team, Vegas is definitely breaking the mold in terms of um, being competitive right out of the gate. And of course went to the Stanley Cup final last year and uh, they lost a couple of old guys in the offseason. A couple, maybe just James Neal, I guess, and they're replacing with Max Pacioretty. They also added Paul Statsny, so they're well positioned to uh, remain competitive in what's going to be a ridiculous Western Conference. You got San Jose, Vegas, and the Pacific. LA improved a little bit, although they're pretty old. And then in the Central, you got. Uh, you know, Winnipeg and Nashville are cup contenders again. And then uh, who knows if Chicago will rebound, Dallas could be, should be better. Um, and Colorado's kind of on the up. Um, yeah, this is us, it's a stacked division and there will be some great, well, maybe not great, but there'll be some good teams in the Western Conference that, that don't make the playoffs for sure. And uh, because of the stupid, Playoff format, there could be some a great team or two that is out in the, the first round as well. And then the other surprising news this week was Steve Eiserman stepping down as GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, he's had a, an incredibly successful run there. Um, I guess it was mostly due to the fact that his family still lives in Detroit, so he didn't want to keep uh, being based out of Tampa Bay and missing out on his family. I think he'll remain on as an advisor. Uh, so I guess his name now is Steve Advisorman. Boom! And um, hopefully they can win a cup this year, which might be his last. Uh, maybe he'll go back to Detroit for next season or take a job somewhere else, but he's not gonna stay an advisor forever. And he's too good of a GM not to get another job uh, as soon as he wants one. Um, oh, I guess and finally yesterday it was announced that Henrik Zetterberg has a degenerative back issue and will no longer be able to play, which is uh, really quite unfortunate. Uh, he's one of uh, the most entertaining and solid players of the past generation, you know, dating back to the pre-lockout era. Um, won a cup with Detroit uh, and you know, he's just been a consummate uh, pro, and uh, it's unfortunate for him, unfortunate for the Red Wings that he can't continue, but it's definitely a new era in Detroit with, uh, you know, I don't think there, I don't know if there's anybody left, maybe Nick Cronwall from those teams, but, you know, Babcock's gone, Datsuk's gone, Zetterberg's gone, Lidstrom's long gone, so. The new era in Detroit for sure. There might be some tough times. And just looking at the Atlantic Division this year, it definitely seems like there's some clear tiers. At the top, you got uh, Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto as three, uh, I would, yeah, legitimate shots at winning the division, winning the East, I would say. And then you have 
kind of Buffalo, or no, sorry, Florida and Buffalo who are young, uh, improved, and could sneak up and steal the uh, wild card spot. And then you have uh, Detroit, Montreal, and Ottawa who are just uh, not looking too promising this season at all, especially Ottawa and Montreal. It's looking pretty abysmal there. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's hockey. The world of hockey. Training camps are, are gearing up. Uh, it does feel weird for me to not be writing up this news, to be kind of just more of an observer, making jokes on Twitter, and not writing up these news stories as I used to do for the score. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, life goes on, and um, I'm happy with my new job. Um, yeah, just the other day, I was able to go, uh, quick story, quick aside, I was able to go uh, represent my company at uh, a golf tournament. It's probably been six years or so that I played golf, and uh, the first few holes, it definitely showed. But uh, one of the guys in our foursome, he actually golfs quite a bit, and Gave some tips, not in a douchey way, but you know, it was very helpful and he was, he was nice about it. Um, and by the end I was able to, uh, yeah, hit some good balls. And we played a best ball and I think we played off mine maybe three times, uh, which uh, not a great uh, success rate there, but hey, that's just, I was happy with that. And uh, I was able to even hit the green off the T with a three wood on a par three, which was uh, my shot of the day. So, very fun. Other than that, it's just been a bit of a transitions over the last couple weeks with school starting up. Uh, one of our boys started at a new school this year, uh, which is closer to home and we can walk to, so that's nice. Um, and it's been a good transition for him. And uh, now we're just, Starting to get back into hockey. Transitions are hard, right? And uh, they're hard for me. I struggle with, you know, my anxiety. Uh, one of the things that I struggle with is transitions, transitions into seasons and just starting things back up and hoping things go smoothly. Uh, even this morning, my kid here, he bumped his knee and was saying he couldn't skate anymore, but, you know, we try our best to Encourage them to keep going and stay motivated and uh, just, uh, yeah, just keep moving, take it one day at a time. And that's what's, uh, that's what we're doing right now in these transitions. Um, pop culture wise, I think the biggest thing that we were into lately was uh, Ozark season two, which we just finished this past week. Uh, really enjoyed the first season. Again, with these limited series, Netflix shows, you don't know what you're gonna get uh, the second season, if it's gonna be as good. And, uh, hmm, just scored a goal out there. Not my son, but uh, on our team, awesome. Uh, but yeah, season two was pretty entertaining, I thought, and uh, they managed to put together a pretty good storyline. Some good uh, twists and turns along the way, some uh, shocking moments and definitely set it up for season three. Um, I'm also, we've been really trying to watch Orange is the New Black, the new season. We've really enjoyed it in the past. The last season, 
prior to this one with the riot uh, was a bit different and a bit slow. And uh, yeah, this season we just can't get into at all. Um, we're about halfway through, but it's a bit of a slog and I don't know if it's gonna get better or not, but uh, here we go, we'll see. I'm also watching Iron Fist, which I did not like at all the first season, but the second season has been uh, a lot better than the first. Uh, about halfway through, I'm still not a huge fan of Danny Rand. Uh, but uh, there's enough, there's some better fighting and good uh, storylines to, to keep me interested. And I'll, I'll keep watching. It's a shorter season as well, which helps. I'm really excited to watch a second season of American Vandal. And uh, what else are we watching? Oh, yeah, Better Call Saul uh, just remains one of the best shows on television. And just exceeds my... Uh, expectations of what that kind of uh, prequel show would be and it really makes me want to go back and watch Breaking Bad for sure. Um, music wise I just downloaded the new um, Milo Green album uh, which they're a band that uh, we first saw when I was back in like 2011 and um, we went to see the Civil Wars and Milo Green was an opening band that we had never heard of and we were just blown away by them. I bought their a small EP that they were just selling like burned, burned uh, discs back then uh, but I love them. Love their first album. Wasn't as keen on their second album but this third one is back to uh, their original sound and I really like it. So if you haven't heard of them I highly recommend them. Uh, finally, just going back to uh, anxiety issues, I just wanted to read this post that I wrote. Uh, you can see it on uh, my website again, you can see mclaren.com, and I just reposted a couple thoughts uh, about uh, why I talk about uh, my anxiety. I originally wrote it uh, back in 2015 as a contribution to Bell Let's Talk. Uh, a lot's happened since then, but I thought it was worth uh, revisiting with some uh, updates and edits. Uh, so the night before our third son was born, I took to Twitter to share a few thoughts in regards to my struggles with anxiety. Uh, I always get super reflective around times of change, and welcoming a third son into the world certainly qualified uh, has that. Just talking about transitions again. Since it was around Bell Let's Talk Day, I thought I would share those tweets and reiterate the fact that I'm you know, always available to chat. For those who need an ear, you can reach out, email me, uh, message me on Twitter, Facebook, uh, anything. If, if you need an ear, know that I'm there. Uh, so back then I tweeted, after struggling with anxiety for years, and I still do, uh, the best decision I made was acknowledging it and talking to someone about it. Uh, there's zero shame in uh, seeing a counselor, seeing a therapist, uh, or, and talking to your doctor if need be, and, and getting medication if, if necessary. That's ultimately uh, what needed to happen uh, for me. It's something that's affected me for as long as I can remember, and I've often felt paralyzed by fear, doubt, worry, often to the detriment of those uh, that I love the most. Uh, I can't say I've, that I've fallen into a full-on depression, um, you know, where I can't get out of bed and, and don't want to talk to anyone, stay in the dark all day, things like that. But there have been times in my life that I remember where, um, you know, I would wake up in the morning and, and I would comfort myself by thinking that this would be the longest 
that I would be from returning back to bed. And that's all I really wanted to do. It was only through my wife's loving encouragement and the support that I was able to fully acknowledge my anxiety and that it was a problem and seek help through meeting with a counselor and ultimately talking to our family doctor. You know, with three boys to raise, it's something that needed to be reeled in, not only to model them that a better way of living is possible, but also to demonstrate that there's no shame in talking about our feelings and seeking help when the need arises. You know, even this morning when uh, our son was struggling with, with, uh, Getting back on the ice after hurt, bumping his knee a little bit, uh, I had to really stay calm, not get anxious, take deep breaths, and just figure out the best way to support him, to help him to feel encouraged and loved and, and get back on there. It's something that remains an everyday struggle, but I feel I'm on a better path. Connecting with people via social media has been helpful, and through the podcast and through my writing. Uh, so again, know that I'm always open to chatting if anyone out there needs to open up. The truth is I waited too long to address it really and I'm glad I did when I did. A few weeks after our youngest was born, uh, he was diagnosed with a heart issue that required a procedure at SickKids. And while it was successful, uh, he did develop a blood clot as a result, uh, requiring us to stay at SickKids for longer than we expected and he had to get uh, injections for several days afterwards. And a couple years after that, uh, my wife Lauren was diagnosed with breast cancer. She uh, underwent extensive chemotherapy, a couple surgeries, and radiation. And I don't think I would have made it through those times without my anxiety medication. Uh, various centering techniques that I've picked up along the way and being open about my feelings with people who are willing to come alongside Life is hard, the world is messed up, but we can take steps to make things a little better for ourselves and the people we love, beginning today. If there's one thing I can suggest right now to help is to think of a happy place, take some deep breaths, and try to believe everything we, that everything can be okay. Uh, the way I do that is there's a, when we lived in Scotland, there's a place that we visited on the Isle of Skye called uh, Neist Point, and it's kind of like at the upper northwest corner of the island. Uh, there was a, a lighthouse on a cliff. Uh, I have it as my screensaver. And um, I think about that place, just standing on that edge of that cliff, watching the sunset, take some deep breaths, and it really brings me to a, a place where I can calm down and move forward. So all this to say, please keep talking, please keep listening, and please know that you're not alone in this world. If you're struggling and need a non-judgmental ear, again, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or email, all of which can be found uh, on my website, or uh, Twitter is at ENC McLaren. Um, and also, not only that, but we shouldn't leave it up to others to reach out. You know, we, I mentioned this uh, when I talked about the Dave Bazan show the other last podcast I believe just the importance of us also being in tune you know for doing well being in tune with the needs of others and seeing recognizing signs in others and kind of taking steps to reach out to them I think that's really important not just to uh, leave it to others who are struggling to step forward because often and I felt it myself you know it's difficult 
to take that step and to feel uh, motivated to do so. You can get so lost in your head and down and um, so it's so important to recognize those signs in others and to reach out and just check in, see if they're okay, if they need any help, make some recommendations or just sit and listen or just sit with them. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty much all I have to say about that. Um, yeah. Finally, I just wanted to point uh, to a article that was on The Athletic the other day. Uh, I know some people have mixed feelings about The Athletic, but um, if you're able, I think it was unlocked at some point. If you don't have a subscription, there was a, a post uh, specialty of The Athletic from Robin Leonard, uh, NHL goalie. Um, he's a guy that I've had mixed feelings about in the past. Um, I was really rooting for him. I had him on my keeper fantasy team, so selfishly I was rooting for him to succeed in Ottawa and again with Buffalo. I was a bit turned off uh, when he wore a Trump sticker on his helmet a couple years ago. Uh, but politics aside, he he uh, opened up via The Athletic the other day and talked about um, his uh, struggles with uh, addiction and depression and uh, self-medication, thoughts of suicide, and I really respected the fact that he, as an active player, would open up about this, and um, that uh, he was willing to be open about it even when he's still in, uh, you know, he'll be in NHL locker rooms, and you know how hockey culture is, it can be very um, hard on people, and just wanting everybody to suck it up and, and be tough. Um, but uh, I greatly respect the fact that Robin Leonard was able to seek help and, um, you know, that he was able to open up about bipolar and depression again and, and feeling manic. And, um, you know, he writes, then the other extreme was depression, which was total hell. I cannot function properly, performing basic life skills without a lot of effort. If I really needed to get something done and didn't really want to do it, it wouldn't happen. Family didn't matter, nothing did. I was always paranoid in this stage, constantly angry, irritated, and tired. Oh, end of the first period here. Uh, I managed to get through it all, but it wasn't easy. It was harder for those around me. Um, these are certainly feelings that I could relate to. Um, he went to a treatment program and was able to get help and now he's um, in a better place. And um, Sorry for all the ums there, I was just quickly scanning this article. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I would definitely suggest you check out this uh, Robin Leonard article if you're able and uh, stick tap to him for being willing to open up and uh, I really hope that he uh, has a great next chapter with the Islanders. They're willing to take a chance at him. And uh, again, he just concludes by saying, the one thing that was still making me nervous was the bipolar stigma. Didn't understand why I was so ashamed to say anything. Would I lose my job? I was able to gather enough courage to talk about this with management 
They were very accepting knowing that I would still need more help at certain times. With my last GM checking in on me, that would be Jason Botterill of the Sabres, which uh, great on him for, for doing that. Uh, my new one working with me, that would be Lou Lamorello with the Islanders. I'm finally beginning to find a place of comfort with having to, to find something to make everything go away, which is, amazing, which is amazing. I'm not sharing the story to make people think differently of Robin Leonard as a professional goalie. Oh, that's right. Those are his words. I want to help make a difference and help others the way I have been helped. I want people to know that there is hope and desperation, there is healing and facing an ugly past, and there is no shame in involving others in your battle. My journey is still new, every day is a battle, and every day a new chance to grow as a man. It is time to take the crazy person stamp from bipolar disorder. I'm working hard to become the latest to battle this unfair stigma. Our battle together is just the beginning. And now that I have begun my battle with what's behind me, it's time to battle what's in front of me. I think a lot of us can relate, even if we don't suffer from bipolar as he does, but even just with anxiety, depression, every day is a battle and uh, we're in it together. Let's be there for each other. Uh, let's be kind to one another. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll end it like that. Uh, got about 20 minutes, half an hour left in the game here. And uh, Seems to be some discussion between the coach and the linesman, the referee. But uh, everybody's having fun out there, and that's what's important. I promise to have some guests on in the future uh, to talk about hockey, talk about uh, maybe some previews. You don't have to listen to me ramble for a half an hour. Uh, but thanks for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you who does. Uh, if you'd like to support on Patreon, you can find that at patreon.com slash McLaren. Follow me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. Uh, check my website, iancmclaren.com. And uh, thank you so much for listening again and for all the support. It really means a lot. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you all. Take care, friends. Man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free Get Upside Gas app and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to 25 cents off a gallon with the free Get Upside Gas app while I'm paying full price? You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year. You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free GetUpside Gas app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code NEXT for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code NEXT. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code NEXT. That's N-E-X-T.